0: Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course.
1: You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers. Plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing
0: templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com courses.
1: Yeah. It's hard enough to keep your clients happy. Right. Some money is better than no money. They
0: were like in a row. Yeah. They were <laughs> like, room. nope, that didn't Nobody work. Nobody lasted. I, am. I, I am. am. I'm kind to my clients, and they give me leaves. Right. So this is when I accidentally became a teen. OK. <laughs> Did y'all ever take a teen photo? Never. <laughs> Two ways to skin a cat.
1: Oh. <laughs> Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business.
0: So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi Alyssa. Hey Katie. How are you today? Wonderful. It's episode number 197. Okay. It is the middle of May. Yeah. Wow. And today we're going on a journey. A solo journey.
1: Our solo journey.
0: <laughs> a journey all alone, but truly you're never you're never really solo. No. But that's you always have support somewhere. That's, that's what we're going to talk about today. Your solo journey. Yeah. Okay. How do you want to start us off? I feel like this should be like a once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time.
1: Well, we do get a lot of emails asking us about solo versus team. Mm -hmm. How should I think about starting a team? And we were like, well, we are two agents who have been in real estate over a decade and have never had a team. So we probably aren't the best people to speak to about Not to how to make a decision, one, And we will, right, or how to make a decision or how to start one because that hasn't been our journey. Right. But eventually we will have someone on the show yeah. that we can ask them about how they did it and mm-hmm. what they did and what their systems and processes looked like. But for today, we're just going to share our, our journey. solo journey.
0: Good news. There'll be a twist in mine. Oh. So... Just wait. Oh gosh, <laughs> you you know, but oh, okay, okay. I love that you're like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> like at the end, I'll be like, and and I just started a team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, what? No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Do you want to just start us on yours or mine? Because I go further back in time. Go further back in Let's time. Let's go deep, deep, deep into the early 2000s, mid 2000s, when I got my license in 2005. There were teams. There were. They existed. Okay. Um, There were big teams, a lot of the old school style of team, which I don't know if our listeners know what this is or have heard of this, but it was basically a rainmaker. Okay. So a very established agent who had a lot of listings and as such got a lot of incoming leads because of the listings. Um, would have buyers agents beneath them, right, to field the leads that they got off of the listings they were producing. That's why it was called a rainmaker. Mm, okay, okay, because they were making it rain. <laughs> this is this is before even like rap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it wasn't like make it rain was like a big rap song. It was like that's what it's called when right. someone provides for others. You're a rainmaker. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, out of necessity, these very established you know, producing agents had too much business, right? Like you can't do it all. So they would have, you know, agents underneath them that would take the leads off of their signs or be able to do their open houses, you know, very, it was still very old school when I started. Okay. Remember, I was a very early adapter of the online leads, So yes, these things were starting to come around. Zillow did not exist. I want you guys to really let that sink in. Hmm. Over half of real estate web traffic is now on zillow right there was no zillow Mm -mm. no zillow okay so or it was in the baby early phase um so i got some online leads but my point is i started off solo it wasn't as much in the um i guess the way people talked about getting into real estate that you were going to be a team it, it just wasn't as common right no, yeah you would expect a team to be someone like that a top producer who needed some help and then they built this team now were there some other versions of teams sure there were some partnerships mm-hmm. there were some you know husband and wife teams that kind of stuff okay so I start in a big office mm-hmm. we talk about this in the how to choose a broker episode but I don't think i would start the same Mm -hmm. it was too big for me sure it was like over 150 people it was a franchise it was um you know i was a very small fish in a very big pond yes i went and took advantage of education and things like that but i didn't feel comfortable enough to seek the support i needed sure as a solo agent because i'm all alone just little old me in the pond right yeah That lasted three months. Okay. Okay. That was 2005. Um, By the end of 2005, I'm like, well, I'm either going to quit real estate or I'm going to have to make a change. And I ran into the guy who had sold me my house before I was a realtor. And he said, oh, why don't you come to my small office? I have a great broker. She'll train you. You'll love it. Whatever. I'm like, well, can't hurt to try. I already did all this work to get my license, right? Mm -hmm. Still never sold anything. I went to the small boutique firm. There were about six-ish agents and the broker. And it almost in some ways felt like a team, Mm -hmm. right? Like she was busy producing. She would give me some leads. I got to shadow her, go on all of her appointments. Would you pay
1: her a referral on any leads or not
0: really? The couple that she gave me were like super low end um, listings, that those ones I specifically remember that she was like, I don't want to do these. Right. I don't need money from you. Yes. I mean, she's the broker, so I'm assuming she was getting something out of my split. But the company was yeah. owned by, actually, probably not even allowed anymore, was owned by a mortgage company. Oh, So basically, a local small mortgage company that's not in business anymore opened a bo- boutique brokerage oh, like a real estate brokerage okay Okay. that was 2006 i was there for eight months and then i moved on to remax um and i think i've mentioned this many times before our office was closing down our boutique brokerage was closing down and my broker was going to this remax office to be a solo agent she wasn't going as a team but we all just sort of went with her you Mm -hmm. know like at least a portion of the it wasn't a big office anyway but i'm like well that's where you're going and you feel confident in that i've been learning from you i'll just go there too so again it felt teamish but it wasn't a team okay right, like right. she didn't guarantee me any leads like there, it was not a team okay but we go to the remax and there is when i really began just being super solo, like not seeking a lot. Like I was just ready. Like I I closed some deals. Now we're like out on our own. And then from there, you know, I was there until 2020. So 14 14 years I was at that office. Wow. Solo. Now there's some twists and turns in there, but why don't we get some of yours? Okay. When I got my real estate
1: license in 2011, I was in undergrad at LSU. Okay. And I was involved in the LSU Student Real Estate Association.
0: I did not know it that existed.
1: New. It was new at that time. Okay, I I since went back and spoke to it a few times. What do they do? I think they so now LSU offers some real estate classes. Okay, and you can take. Different things, even appraisal type things. It's it doesn't really go towards a certification to be a realtor, but it's just for those interested in real estate. Okay. Um. And so I've gone back, and they they meet like once a month and kind of just talk about what's going on in real estate. They have guest speakers from different avenues of commercial or property management or anything. Okay. So I've been back. I went and spoke to the group twice after I left as a speaker, but through that. If there was someone who needed an intern or something like that, you could ask LSU, do you have anyone that would be – you can submit right. your – not your resume, but your job description. Yeah. And see if anybody like was a job interested. job posting. Yes. Okay. So I was licensed in the process of finishing up taking the exam and through that heard about a realtor with REMAX. Mm-hmm. that was looking for someone that I knew. I knew them. Oh. I had actually grown up with her daughter. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. I would love to work for her. Okay. Kind of just as an assistant. Okay. um, And I was like, I, I would love to do that. It seemed like the hours would work around my schedule. And so I got a resume together and submitted it. And the day that I submitted it, she called me and was like, Alyssa, I just – hired somebody. She's I'm like, just, you would have been great. And I was so upset. And looking back, I'm like, that could have changed the whole trajectory of everything. 100%. Isn't that interesting? Very. So I never went to... um You didn't... I didn't get the position. She right. had already hired someone. And so at that point, I had chosen my... I move on. I interview. I choose my company that okay. I am with now. And I went to one of the top producing agents there and basically said, can I hold your houses open? Mm-hmm. What can I... And I did open houses for her pretty much every Sunday. Okay. Um, and so I was helping, but I wasn't really anybody's assistant. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid. Mm-hmm. I was
0: trying to figure it out myself as a solo agent. Was there... Like from your perspective, because that was then 2011, right? Mm-hmm. How did you did you see a lot of teams? Were you did you consider that as an option? Why did you choose to go solo? So, it wasn't a huge talk either back in 2011.
1: Okay. The office that I landed at still to this day is more solo agent heavy. Right. They have a few teams. But it's really more catered to a solo agent. Okay. We do have some husband wife teams. Mm-hmm. We we in our marketplace in Baton Rouge, we don't have any teams. Yeah. So we do have some in like God, I never even thought about that. Not one. Your more. office doesn't even have we them. don't even have them. No. Okay. Except for the one husband wife team. Okay. But like in our Lafayette, Lake Charles offices, we do have some other teams, I okay. would say.
0: But in my office, we still just don't have any. So when you interviewed brokers, it, that wasn't even really on your radar one way or the other. And then you ended up choosing an office that that's not even part of the culture. Right. I wasn't surrounded by it. Yeah. So it never it really didn't came. occur to you. Correct. Got it.
1: So then I was, you know, making my way, getting started in my business every Monday morning. I think that sustained me as a solo agent because every Monday morning we had our – Monday morning meeting. It right. was the new agent meeting where we sat around the table and just supported each other. Right. And I heard what they were going through and they listened to what I was going through. And we kind of just gave, came up with a game plan of what's working, what's yeah. not working. Yeah. Let's work our way through this. right? So it was just me. Um, And then by year two and three, I'm starting to see the business finally happening. Yeah. You know, it's starting to happen. I'm not having to work quite as much on producing it because it's starting to happen and I can be busy working. Right. Which was, gosh, thank goodness that finally happened. It takes a while to turn that corner. Mm -hmm. But um, with that, I just never was asked to be on anybody's team or anything like that. Okay. I wasn't really even... The idea of a team was never even put into my mind until I started producing bigger numbers. Right. And then people are like, "Why aren't you the team leader?" Right. "Why aren't you on a team? Are you going to start your own brokerage?" Like those questions yeah. started coming. Yeah. And you know, just like in in my first few years of real estate, if someone said, "You need to do open houses." I did them. If you need to call for sale by owners, I did that. I will I wanted to try everything. Yeah. With the team thing for me, whenever I actually put pen to paper, the numbers never made sense to me right with what I I could see. Right. I mean I know what we make
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can do any kind of math in your head based on production and divide it by people. So for myself, I never understood the numbers. Because I was so profitable at that point. It was just me.
0: Did you ever feel like even when you reached that high level of production, those questions started to come up? Did you feel like you couldn't handle your business yourself? No. So that's the other thing. Right. You have to feel pain to make a change, right? Right. If you felt like you were handling the number of transactions you were doing, you almost don't need to consider that.
1: Yeah, I, and I was really working like repeat and referrals. I yeah. wasn't working cold leads. Right. So these aren't people I would have given to anybody else.
0: You know, they're right. all people I knew. Right, that's the tricky part too. You want to build a repeat referral business, but you also then can't get a referral and be like, well, I'm going to give you to somebody else. Right, right.
1: You can't refer Thanks. a referral. cousin, you're going to go work with buyer agent number one. right. So I was working my people. Yeah. And I just didn't see how having another agent under me was going to work. Okay. This is also during this time, I was getting a lot. This is when the coffee dates, like year three, four, five, were just really heavy. And it was a lot of younger people Mm -hmm. that had gotten in the business and immediately started on a team Mm -hmm. and didn't really know. It's almost like because they started on a team. It was hard to figure out where to go from there. They were so scared. Yeah, And I couldn't relate because I just never went that route. Right. So, so you didn't I know, know the never, difference. No. Yeah, it
0: might have been easier those first three years. I think
1: so. Yeah, I mean, it could very well have been. And so I just, I was hearing on these coffee dates of people that were no longer happy on a
0: team. They weren't selling you on the idea. No, I and, didn't. and thinking of being a team leader, then you're having to picture yourself trying to keep these people going. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard
1: enough to keep your clients happy. Right. So for me to think about keeping other agents happy as well as my clients happy, it sort of becomes a second job.
0: It is a second job. It doesn't sort of become a second job. It is the question of, yeah, sure, maybe you could be more profitable. Maybe you could grow a business that you could step out of, but you really have to think through all the motivation of that because now you have to manage people. Yes. And if you don't like managing people or you don't feel confident managing people, you're taking on another hat. You're wearing another hat in your Mm -hmm. business that you maybe are not going to be good at. For example, I had someone meet with me
1: that was on a team of four. Okay. Okay, four people. So they were like, you know, you sold 15 million last year. Why wouldn't you be on a team? And I was like, well... um, I have done the numbers and it just doesn't make sense. And they were like, well, what do you mean? I said, okay, how much did your team do last year? Oh, well, we did 20 million. Okay, great. Wonderful. So 20 million. So there's four people on the team. That makes it an average of about five million pretty per, easy. Math. Right. Per person, right? And they were like, yeah. I'm like okay and then when you make one it, you you pay your broker and then you pay your team leader and they were like you answered my question but you know what it made me realize a lot of people aren't putting pen to paper on the numbers on the actual right numbers they're what I found on the coffee dates was they were being lured in by the appeal of leads and by having, like, some sure business, right. some money is better than no money. It is. Right, right. In some situations, like, that's why they started there. Yeah. But then you
0: have to somehow, you know, okay, the safety net. I w- right. I would say this is also why... The turn on a team is what it is, right? Yeah, it's a great place to start for a lot of people. Maybe that security of knowing where the leads are coming from is good. Maybe you need to get that. You do need to get that experience and get your, you know, feel like you have your footing and know what to do before you just go off on your own. It's already a risky, scary career to start.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Being able to start on a team is a nice way to kind of have someone to go to and ask those questions to have a source of business to have someone who can give you their systems and processes but of course not every team is created equal right sure i mean but i do i do see the benefit of that it, even in dividing up the i guess my point is i can see the other side of it where the money isn't always the answer but sure. at some point, it's going to be the answer because you're running a business. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the beginning, the money and give it, you know, may, even that's even if you go to a broker who has great training and does like a 50-50 split, right? Yeah. Not even on a team. You'd be like, well, I know I'm giving more money to my broker here than somewhere else, but I need X, Y, Z that they're offering me. Sure. Right? Like mm-hmm. everything has a price. Yeah. So I can see... But, it, but once you get to the point where they're trying to convince you to have a team, you're like, but the numbers don't make sense because I can handle my business and it all goes into my bank account. Right. right? It's all mine. It's all my
1: business. Now, in 2015, our office was kind of updating systems and technology and we're moving into more of a – um like database platform online. And also I'm starting to get some of my own listings. And so the paperwork component, I realized that I was just, and I didn't have kids at this point, that when Tanner was working nights, I would just open my computer and I could spend hours on there, just catching up on, getting Mm -hmm. used to some of this admin stuff. So that at that point, 2015, 2016, Mm -hmm. I started being like, okay, I might, Maybe it's time for an assistant to help with some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there was another agent in my office who was feeling the same way. We were kind of at the same level with everything. So we decided that we could share one Mm -hmm. to give them – because I thought – but in reality, I maybe have four hours of work a week. No one's going to want
0: that little bit. Do you know I was looking in my email before we started recording, and you and I – and the agent you're talking about, and my another agent in my office went to lunch, and y'all were asking us questions about how we had hired our assistant. Isn't that funny? And I sent you a list of questions for an assistant. This is way before the podcast, mm-hmm. but I just thought that was hilarious. That, I forgot about that. Yeah, we all the all four of us went to lunch because because like, I was about to get to this too. At some point, you're going to need help, right? Yeah, depending on your life circumstances, your your volume, whatever it is, at some point. You're just not going to be able to do it all alone. Right. Unless you have a great admin in your office that's doing maybe like all the transaction coordinating or like taking on more. But if you're in a place where you're pretty much in charge of all that paperwork. Right. It gets to be a bit much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how did you decide... How many hours to hire the assistant for since you're splitting them? Yeah. So she and the other agent and I kind of wrote down the
1: things that we would need done each week. Some things are done every week, no matter what. And then some things it's like as needed, like some weeks are just going to be busier than others. It's the nature of the business. So we kind of put it together and we had some newer agents in the office that were kind of struggling That needed some money and to learn while they were getting started in their own business. So we went through three pretty quickly. Yeah. Three different people. It just wasn't a fit. It just wasn't. Here's what I found, though. Everyone was excited because at that point, you know, I have kind of made a name for myself with, like, Doing a lot of volume. So people were like, I could learn. Yeah. But they learned that it's not glamorous. It's work. It's work. It's work. And two, three weeks in, the excitement. They were was like, I don't want to do a lot. They're like, this is no fun. Like, <laughs> this is not glamorous work. Right. And it's not. It's tedious. That's why I wanted to hire it out. Right. We needed help. When I hired my first assistants, You know, I I kind of grouped them all together because they were,
0: they were like in a row. Yeah, (laughs) they were like, nope, that nobody
1: lasted. But my goal was, if the client is there, I am there. Right. The client doesn't even need to know about them. Yeah. You know, they're just there handling my admin, reminding me about deposits, checks, um, gathering receipts, but five days before closing. Labeling all of my paperwork. Right. They they were not involved with the client at all. My goal was to be the walking billboard for myself. Yeah. Be at every showing, inspection. And I that I mean, that's really not that hard to do. And every time I did that, I was deepening my relationship with my client. Yeah. Which only led to repeat and right. referral you business. You have to be
0: there in order to build a
1: relationship. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Because I was getting people – Team leaders on other teams telling me, why are you still attending your own home inspections? You have outgrown that.
0: No, they're like, you can be out lead generating. I'm like, I am. <gasps> I am. I'm I'm kind I'm, to my yeah. clients and they give me leads. Right, right. I am kind. <laughs> I love that. I mean, like, that's it. Like, I show up and we have a conversation <laughs> and it's fun for me, fun for them. And then they remember me when it's time to refer someone. Yes. And then it's they give not, me leads. It's not freaking rocket science.
1: Yes. it. Here's the thing. It's so simple that it blew their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so I was just kind of experiencing a lot of that. So 2017 comes along and I have Haven and I have Mm -hmm. no assistant at Mm. this point. And I was panicking first time. How am I ever going to do this? So what I did was I got my three best friends in the office and I said, I don't know what I'm going to need, but as things come in. I just, would you be okay being kind of on call between the three of you? Mm -hmm. And they were like, yes, that we want to help you. We're so excited. And I kind of, as a new person came in, based it on where the house was located. Mm -hmm. Is it near, who is it near? Yeah. And personality, Mm -hmm. who would be a better fit for them? And sometimes I just paid them per task. Yeah. Sometimes they wouldn't let me pay them per task, depending what it was. Like, no, I'm helping you because you just had a baby. Sometimes they would take the client and that I had never met yeah. and just get them to the closing table and send me a referral fee. Right. Or sometimes I had already been working with the client and they were ready to just make an offer and I would pay the other agent a referral fee. right? So it just kind of worked out. You, you have to just play it by ear.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't hard. No, it wasn't. Right. It just worked out. you like, this works. It did. But you didn't get one person. There were three. Three on call. You, you I mean, that's so
1: that... But you, neither one, none of them ever got very busy. Right. Looking back on it, one person might have gotten... Busy. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I was only gone like three or four months. Right. So it's not that long. And I was sneaking out doing certain appointments because I wanted to get out the house. Yeah. Like, I'm like, let me please wash my hair and get makeup on and right, leave go this do this place and feel useful. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So I was also, I, t- I started going back. Sooner than I should have, because not, well, not really, just because I wanted to. Like I was ready go to go back when you want to take an hour out of the house and go yeah. on a listing appointment and talk to grownups about real estate and remind myself totally that totally fine. I understand this, right. right? I understand this. I don't understand right. how to make the baby stop crying, right. but I understand this. I can do this. Yeah, so this it was, I am good at. And then I came home refreshed. There you
0: go. You know. <laughs> Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have <laughs> copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've sure. never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What?
1: feel organized knowing
0: that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase email templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice and so we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right. It's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated.
1: That's great. Where can send they that. find these email templates?
0: You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com email templates 101.com. Yes. Head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Hey, okay, enjoy. Okay. So let me talk about my assistant journey then. So I went to the REMAX in 2006, totally solo, on my own, right? I think that somewhere around 2012, so that's six whole years where I didn't consider an assistant. Um, I'm just working, just doing it. Um, But around 2012, we... Another agent in my office and myself, who just like to, you know, partner on things, talk about stuff, whatever. We decided to split an assistance for a specific task. We both wanted to grow our websites oh. and develop more um, SEO search capability, so mm-hmm. search engine optimization. <laughs> um, and so we decided to go to LSU to okay. the marketing department and look for an intern. And we were going to give the intern like. Ten-ish hours a week, but they would be doing the same task just on two different websites. Sure. Okay, that's a good idea. They would build out all of these SEO pages for each of us, and we found someone, and that went fine for a while. It doesn't. An intern doesn't last a long time. No, like yeah. it's not meant to. It's meant to last a semester. Then they move on. They got college credit. Great for doing that. Yeah. Um. So that was a really great tool to use in the very beginning because we did pay her, but she was also getting class credit. And so it was a big win-win. So that was 2012 with the first assistant. Then we got another one, kind of did the same thing, sort started to add tasks from the intern program. Yeah. Okay. So I think only twice did, it, did, I, did I get one from there. Um, and it worked out fine. You know, they weren't like taking a lot off my plate otherwise, but they were doing a task. I didn't have time that I wanted to add to my business. Right. Right. Okay. Now <laughs> this is where I, I, it gets fuzzy for me. I don't know how long, and there was a few like in and out that I don't even remember their names. Okay. Then I kind of went through a period where I didn't have someone. And in 2016, well, in 2014, so two years after that, another agent and myself split An an assistant. It was someone she knew in her sphere. Like they were in college. It was not through the intern program. And she was with us for several years. Did she? She was licensed. No, not licensed. She was finishing up her degree in public relations. Mm, Shout out, Rebecca. I'll just tell y'all. So Rebecca came to us. She knew, you know, this other agent personally. She comes to us. She's our assistant for. 2014, 2015, I believe she got her license at the end of 2015, okay? Mm. So she was just our assistant. She's getting her degree in public relations. She's planning a career in that field. And after being with us over this year or so, she decided to get her license, okay? okay? So this is when I accidentally became a team, okay? Okay, I did not decide, today I'm going to start a team. Okay. And we will go and we will find some agents to be on the team. No. Yeah. I had a friend in my office who for years, even before that assistant, we would call ourselves a faux team. Okay? okay. We're not really a team. We're not splitting any money. We're not sharing any expenses. We just, we're kind of like accountability partners, right? Sure. Meet up at the office, talk about stuff. Then we ended up sharing this assistant, fine, but we're not a team, okay? Faux team. Yeah. Then our assistant goes and decides she wants to become an agent. And we're like, well, I mean, we do have these leads and things we would like to send to some. So you'll just be our buyer's agent. Okay. Okay. So accidental team. And it wasn't structured exactly like a normal team. Basically, I had my business. The other agent, my friend, had her business. Our buyer's agent would... Then do some of our leads and give us basically a referral, like a
1: different split. So she's working her own business, trying to get started as a new realtor, correct? And then you would give her some leads, and right. if she closed one of your leads, she paid me she a just certain paid split. You, right? A if referral. she closed one of
0: her leads, she paid me a lower split. Okay, so, oh, so if she the,
1: went out and got her own business, she made more money, but she still paid you something. If she still sold. something because oh. we were
0: incurring her franchise fees. Oh, I see, I see. So we we in that way, it was semi regularly team structured. We I were see. basically shielding her from having to pay those monthly fees because it is not normal for a brand new agent to go to Remax. Okay? Right, right. There are fees. Sure. And you're not making any money. So we paid the fees, which meant we got a cut of whatever she did for a while. And honestly, when I went to go check these dates, I was Pleasantly surprised, but she got her license at the end of 2015. She didn't leave the team vibe. Yeah. Our team. She didn't stop being my buyer's agent until 2019. Wow. The beginning. So it was sixty three years. Yeah, three years we had this team kind of dynamic. What kind of leads would you give her? The online leads from all the SEO searches that my previous agent. Oh yeah, yeah, my yeah. My previous assistant had built. Okay, right. So they were online or. I don't know that I was still paying for online leads at that time, but I was getting online leads, okay? So people I did not know. Right. Sometimes people in an area I couldn't or or didn't want to service. But, I mean, she would get those. And she did great. Yeah, I remember. It was fine. We we loved her. But when she stopped being my assistant and she started being the buyer's agent, then I had to get another assistant Mm. because I didn't. I didn't want to get rid of my assistant. They were doing things for me at that point, more than just website work. They were doing other stuff. So in 2016, so we're now talking 10 years deep into my career, was the first and only time I had a full-time assistant for me. Do I know who this is? Um, Yes, my friend Andrea. I don't know if you know her. I don't. Okay. Um, Andrea was pure delight. I just used Indeed.com. I got resumes. I did interviews. She was phenomenal. Not a realtor. No. She was a full-time at at like 32 hours a week. So... For you? For me. Just me. She was amazing. She did mailers and computer work and bought closing gifts. And um, she did... She set up my LLC. She did all of... She helped me get like all of my systems and processes kind of like in place and honed out. Like things really got very systematized once she was around. That's great. So great. Well, she was too good. I knew it. I could feel it coming. Because I'm paying, what, $10 an hour? I'm like, this will never last. She's so good. Such a self-starter. Like, always in the office, getting things done, looking for something else to do, cleaning out my file. Like, just amazing. Just amazing. Well, six months later, she got what I'm going to call a real job. Yeah. She got a better job. Okay, sure. She she got a better job. She moved on. And I was so sad. But a lot of the things that we put in place then set my business to run on its own. That's great. After her, my friend in the office and I went back to splitting an assistant. Okay. okay? So the one who was sharing this buyer's agent now, then we went back to sharing an assistant. Okay. And she would just do kind of like, you know, the mix of stuff. Mm -hmm. And she lasted nine months. Okay. After that one, so that's the 2017. So after that, I've never since had an assistant. I know. Because once you get an email template, right, once you like know your systems and processes, once I mean, my kids were getting older, my business was easy for me to control. I did have a friend in the office who helped. I was going on vacation or was sick or something. Somebody could help me. Mm-hmm. But again, it wasn't. Ever super formal, other than when we had our buyer's agent, there was obviously some like, you know, money to but figure y'all out there. like team we, Katie. we were still running two businesses. <laughs> we y'all were, each had your uh, Did y'all we, ever take a team photo? Never. Um, <laughs> maybe at like an event or something, but right, never right. like. This Branding. is our team. photos. No. That's, you know
1: what makes me – uh when we were preparing for this episode, we called a few people that have teams okay, to right? just, mm-hmm. you know, ask some questions and get some context for things. And I thought it was funny because one of them mentioned, yeah, we have to, like, take a monthly team photo <laughs> like, because the turnout – it's always it's different. Changing. It's always, always changing. changing. The bigger the team – you're all the more likely
0: but that you're you rotating is a springboard for people right yeah even in a even a real estate assistant to a solo agent is just a springboard i would never and look i tried it all um maybe i need to hire like a retired person maybe i need like a stay-at-home mom who just needs to work a certain number of hours i'm like what can i do to keep these people around forever but the actual answer to that question that nobody wants to say out loud is you just have to pay them more money I know. That's the only way you'll ever get an assistant, a buyer's agent, a whatever that you want to stay forever. Right. They better be making enough money to make it enticing for them to stay. Sure. Because no no one is going to stay for years and years and years and not eventually realize I could be making more money by doing the exact same things on my own. Right. Unless you just love your team so much and you want to eat lunch with them, all that. But you start to realize... It's a job. Yeah. Like it's a business. And if I'm not making decisions that make the business more profitable, I'm not a very good business owner.
1: Right. And I think that's where I always got hung up. And maybe it was like the MBA in me making an actual profit loss statement yeah, you're and like- seeing like if you divide it up and yeah, if you're always hiring, it's divided again. And, you know, it just, It just, for me personally, never made sense because, and I even had a team leader say, oh, you 100% are probably more profitable than me. Okay. But he genuinely had a desire to be a leader.
0: Right. He wanted to to manage agents and train and mentor and and grow. And a lot of times then that's when I, I, yes, I was about to say the same thing. There's a thing that happens in a team, if you're the team leader, that can be fulfilling for you in a way that money is not, right? Correct. Like you're growing people, you're helping them get better. And at the end of the day, though, then my business brain wants to merge with that brain and be like, then why don't you have your own brokerage? Right. Because you get that same, Mm -hmm. grow the people, grow the team, grow, like give that mentorship vibe, and you might actually be able to have the... Business benefits. Sure. So I still don't know the answer to that question yet. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm <laughs> currently like. That'll be one of our questions for one of our team yeah. interviews. I would love to interview a broker of a small firm that basically operates like a team versus a team leader at a large franchise. I would love to hear like the pros and cons of both. Right. Like, why wouldn't the Alyssa team? Just be Be, Alyssa Brokerage. Yes. Alyssa Jenkins Realty, you know? Right. I mean, the broker shields you from some liability, but at the same time, I'm like, what is that worth dollars-wise? Right.
1: Right. And that's why I actually just had a client ask me if I was ever going to start my own brokerage. And I said, no, because I want to be a realtor. And I like the community of an office. Yeah. But also if the split works right. and you're getting value, like if I started my own brokerage at this point today, I would lose my admin at my office that is just included in my office. Mm-hmm. That would I would have to pay for that now. Mm-hmm. I would have to pay like for signs and lock boxes mm-hmm. and all the things that I'm given, I would now have to pay for and manage it. And at the end of the day, I don't mm-hmm. want to recruit because I want to work with clients because yeah. that's my personality. So for me, I don't ever see it being Alyssa Jenkins Realty. No. Because to me, it's a totally different
0: That's a different job.
1: job. Yeah. It's a different job. Like I think if my goal was there are I have friends in real estate who have said my goal is to not sell real estate one day. Right. I just want to manage the office or manage the team. Right. That's never been my desire because right. I would rather the client, I would rather manage a client mm-hmm. than manage a team mm-hmm. personally. You can get rid of a client. I was just about to say, <laughs> if you think about it, <laughs> it's over. It's yes. Clients rotate. Mm-hmm. They come, they go. You have a, sometimes you have a three-month relationship with them and sometimes you have a six-month or three-year relationship with them. Yeah, But they, you, you accomplish what you set out to do you add them in your database, Mm -hmm. you keep in touch, but it's over. Yeah. Whereas the team, you know, you're always, it's the same. One thing about real estate that I liked too with the freedom that you can have in it is that if you wanted to go on vacation every other month or even every month, your client doesn't realize that. No, because they're probably gone already.
0: Right. They're only there for one vacation at best. Right.
1: Yes. Yes, like you have this
0: mm-hmm. freedom there because it's always rotating. Okay, I have a really interesting question and thought for you now. Okay. That just came to me. Do you think that it is a natural progression in the life and the heart of a realtor if they're even so – let's just say they're solo. And they grow and they get good and they feel confident and they're like just coasting along, doing well, everything's working. Do you think that it is just a natural desire then to grow other people and mentor other people because although you don't want to have a team and manage people, that is exactly what this podcast is? Yes. So is it just an internal thing that happens to an agent (laughs) and they're like, must help others? I think anybody who has some goodness
1: in their heart wants to help others in some capacity. So you're just doing it on a different platform. Right. It started off as coffee dates that got out of control right. to more of a platform that is readily available to people that they can just tune in by topic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're categorized on our episode. That's I mean, right. on our on uh, website, website. <laughs> if you need to go right, find a certain episode so, about a
0: certain topic. I mean, I, in that way, I empathize and can understand what is the draw of being a team leader or a broker? Like you do get that fulfillment out of helping the next line of people that are coming along. But I don't, I personally don't want to commit to feeding their family. Right. That is where I... Right, you can listen to the podcast or not listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you're doing in your job. But the
1: pressure of me as your leader having to provide for you and your family is too much for me. Right. I'm providing for me and my family and I can hold myself accountable. Yeah. But I don't want to be accountable for anybody else's well-being. Yeah. It's too too much pressure for me. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, that the public who maybe doesn't, and even some newer realtors, this was me until I understood that they think the natural path of success is solo agent, then you become a team, and then you become your own company. Right. That's where, the ladder. That's, that's the, the ladder, corporate ladder of real estate. Right? Yes. But to me, like to us, we know that's not necessarily true i just think there are multiple ways to go through the business right right there is no right way we have top producing agents in my office gosh that they made they've made more money than i could ever dream about and they've never had a team or their own company they they run a solo business of one right and i think that's where i'm fall like that's where i'm gonna fall
0: yeah i think that's okay mm-hmm. that's the point it's all okay yeah what's best for you what works for you mm-hmm Okay. Anything else about your solo journey? Do you ever feel lonely? I mean, I feel like the topic of loneliness would have come up, but I don't. I don't. And I think that even when I was solo,
1: um without any assistant or anything, I was always involved in our board. I was right. very involved in the office. I one of the reasons I liked the coffee dates and the I like the podcast is because it keeps me sharp. Yeah. I'm talking about these things. I'm talking right. about systems and staying organized so much that it just it just happens. Oh, my
0: business is far easier 3 years into this. I know.
1: Me I would say so too. People are like, "How do you have time to do a
0: podcast?" and I'm like, "I'm telling you, it helps me." Yeah, because we're 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 talking to ourselves. Right. Most of the time. Like right. do this. You need to do this. Like I feel like I hold myself way better accountable to a boundary or a system or a mm-hmm. like anything we've talked about on the show. I'm like, well, cleaning out my email, whatever. Like we're just constantly reinforcing it to ourselves. We're just letting other people listen. And you know what's funny?
1: What I shared a funny text message between me and a client on my Instagram oh, uh-huh. a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And more than one person messaged and was like, oh, look at you texting, number one. And number two, they said, oh, look at you texting at 8.30 in the morning. Like, 8.30? And I'm like, yeah. That seems okay. Yeah, yeah. But when we recorded our morning routine episode... It was when Haven was still in daycare. She had not started kindergarten. Uh, and at that time when we were recording that kids episode. Kids were home until nine. Kids were home until nine. And so yeah. my day when we recorded that episode started at nine. right? And so now. It's not nine. It's not nine. And it's, you know, I dropped them off at 745 and I started eight. <laughs> right. And so now that's what we do. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny because. They're like, they're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. To what I say. To yeah. what I say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I did stop at 2016 where the assistants weren't working out. Okay. Well, please keep going. And then in 2017, Haven came along. I had friends help me through that. Mm-hmm. In 2018, we had a extended family reunion. Okay. Most people don't know this. That <laughs> I don't know that I know this. I'm like, what is this? We had an extended family reunion. And at that family reunion, my cousin, second cousin, who I have known my whole life, I have only ever saw.
0: Oh my God. Can I inter- interject here? Yeah. I'm thinking a long time. You mean your extended family? Like, like oh, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of family. A family reunion
1: with extended I, family. I thought you met. Like, like a three-week long. I like Alyssa. What kind of family, family reunion? reunion Last no, my for a family's long time. tight, and that's probably something we would do. But no, okay, okay we did keep, not. Please keep going. It was that family. The extended
0: family was present. The
1: extended family was present. <laughs> the ones that you only see every other Christmas were there. Okay, okay. Okay. So he came up to me and he said, "My wife wants to talk to you about real estate, but she's scared." And I was like, "That's don't tell her, tell her not to be scared. Where is she?" So she's like, "Hi, I'm Whitney." <laughs> right. And what's funny is Whitney and I favor each other, and so when we work together, people ask, "Are y'all sisters? Are y'all related?" Right. And I'm like, "Well, we are technically somewhat related, but because she married Not by my blood, right, right. Like I had never met her, and they had kids. Like they had been married a long time. We were extended enough that I, I don't think I, I never, I didn't go to their wedding. Right. Like I had never met her at all. Okay. Um, in this capacity that I can remember. Right. So, we talked a little bit at the family reunion and then we scheduled lunch, okay? And then I told my friend in the office, "Hey, I think she wants to get into real estate. She's been a stay-at-home mom, but her kids are in school, but but she needs to have some sort of income, okay?" Yeah. And so why don't we have her be our assistant? Mm -hmm. I know we kind of let that go when we had three fails. Right. So we hired her and shared her, Mm -hmm. but then she became just my assistant. Right. But the goal was she was licensed. Right. Like the goal was that she was going to become a successful realtor and she was going to work under me and I was going to pay her a hourly sum plus any overflow leads that I got. So I didn't have any internet leads or anything to give her, but sign calls or people that wanted to look further than I was willing to go at that point. Mm-hmm. And she stayed with me for four years. Right. And it wasn't until this year, 2023, mm-hmm. that she is solo. Yeah. And we share an office still. So her desk was always in my office. hmm and our broker likes to pair us – it's a big room. Mm-hmm. Well, not that big, but it has four desks in it. Okay. And our broker likes to pair us with people based on how much you're in the office. So if you're in the office all the time, she's not going to put you with somebody else that's in the office all the time. Right. Because she wants you to thing. have your space yeah. and your privacy. But, but Whitney was always – her desk was in my room because we were working together. Okay. And so it's funny because now we're just – we're just working friends. Solo. We're just, just friends working solo and mm-hmm. it's working out. Okay. And um I hire we hired a new assistant. Yeah. That um does about 15 hours a week for me. When yep. Whitney went solo, I got a new assistant that works for me 15 hours a week. Right. And the rest of the time works for the podcast. And for the rest of the time works for the podcast. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And it's working out very well. Works out really well. But she Whitney was the first I mean, it just worked. She was willing to work. She didn't mind doing the dirty work. Right. She was like, please don't ever make me do a BMA again or I will quit. That was the only thing she really hated.
0: I would quit too. I know. It's terrible. It's so <laughs> the so For bad. any
1: relocation properties. But anyways, it just worked out. And then I got to see her become her own person and yeah. become her
0: own realtor. And so it just worked out. I, it's lovely. It's yeah. it's nice seeing that person become successful and be good at the business mm-hmm. that's how i felt about rebecca she moved on to a different office but she's very successful and i yeah. feel like i had a hand in that like yeah it's great that's lovely yeah okay so i am a
1: solo agent right now yep i have an assistant that mm-hmm. works 15 hours a week licensed licensed assistant mm-hmm. um i was trying to think if she hasn't had to do too much that would require her to be licensed yeah. every now you know like I don't know, not much. Right, Because right. I still do my own showings. I right. go to my inspections. Because you're still trying to be face in front of your client. Right. If they are there. You're there. I'm there. Right. But I would like, I like my time off. Right. So I don't, if if I'm not doing like the best thing, which is being face to face with the client, I don't want to do a lot of the other things. Yeah. You know, the admin and the paperwork and all that. So that's why she's there. Yep. And it's just been really nice. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm.
0: There's when they say there's two ways to skin a cat. Oh, <laughs> like like there's just so many different ways you can structure your business. Yeah, there and are. it can change. Mm-hmm. You're never stuck. Mm-hmm. How many? We did talk to someone who's had a team, not had a team, been back to the team, not like back and bit, forth, started back and forth, on a team, trying to figure they it made out, your own team. Yeah, like, look, you can go a lot of different ways. And
1: of the people that we chatted with before this episode, you know what we found was the number one mistake. I wrote it down because you said it in the first five minutes of this episode. What was it? You said when you first started real estate, there wasn't really a lot of teams. But once you got to where you had too much business, that is when you started a team then. And I think that is true now is that if you cannot handle your business –
0: It may be time. And they say you always start with an admin. Right. You don't start with another agent. Right. Like, always start with an admin.
1: Ease into it. Well, right. Slowly and and build your team to fit the business that you have. Yep. Because what we learned from talking to several people is that the team model – failed more often and has more turnover when you are always hiring before you have the business ready to go for
0: them. And it's hard because you have to think about real estate as a cyclical business And not every market is the same. Mm -hmm. You might have taken on a bunch of agents during 2021, 2022 when it was so busy. And now as the market shifts and things outside of your control slow it down, what do you – I mean, like, you start to have to let those people go. Then you get desperate. You have to buy more online leads so you can keep feeding them. Like, what – What's going to happen? So I saw that there is obviously a direct correlation with
1: when online leads became popular, teams became popular. You're paying for leads. You're paying for leads. You can't work them all. I need to hire. But remember, cold leads, online leads, and we have a whole episode about this, it's the hardest business you can possibly work. Yeah. If you had to structure your business into like... Hardest to easiest, it starts with a cold internet lead yeah. all the way up to someone you know, like, and love that has sent you a referral right. or wants to work with you. Right, And so listening back on that episode on cold leads, but that's the thing. you're You're trying to build this team on the hardest source of business. Right. And so that's why as online leads became right. available, teams started being built on that. Right. I wonder how many teams there are out there that do not pay for any online leads.
0: I would love to kind of I'm going to take a look through our market again and really think about it. I would love to look at how many traditional teams there are. The rainmaker style team. The top the of the the top of the team, the team leader is a listing agent. Right. They take a lot of listings and as such they have Sign calls, whatever kind of leads come online from those listings. They have leads that come from their production of business and that's what they feed to their buyer's agents. That's how it was. Right. That business model works. It does. It continues to work because a team leader who is a listing producer is going to, as their business, like your, your business grows exponentially, right? Right. And let's just assume they're working repeat referral, every year they get more repeat referral from the listings that they've worked with. And so they might have to keep growing their team every year. Yeah. Because they keep getting more listings and they have all of these leads as a result. Right. I mean, I do think there's probably and we're gonna like let this go after this, there's probably some hybrid part of that. You know, you see a lot of agents now who ask other agents if they can share their listings Mm -hmm. in an order to get some, I guess, buyer leads, right? Sure. Like you're going to utilize the list. It's just the same um, principle as having a real estate website where you put the IDX feed on there and you get the, all the listings are there. And then maybe you're going to grab some people off the internet yourself mm-hmm. by way of using other people's listings. Sure. Back in the, back in the way day before the online – before the – like the World Wide Web even existed, mm-hmm. the Rainmaker knew people. They listed houses. They needed agents to help them with the the calls. Correct. Literal sign calls. Yes. That's it. That's it. That was the end of the deal, and an open house. Yeah. So I, you know, again, there's a lot of ways to do it. I'm fascinated by the topic. Me too. Well, you and I
1: are very simple. Mm-hmm. We are looking for simplicity.
0: Freedom, Right. Uh, yeah. Vacation. I just. Right. Time off. And I want, I can control me. Yeah, I can control me too. I can control yeah. me. I know what I am going to do today. I can be disappointed in myself or happy with myself. But at the end of the day, I I like me and I'm okay with how I did my job. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about who's representing me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just me. Sure. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Are you good? Did yeah. we get your whole journey? I, I think so. It's – they all have twists and turns and changes. They do. Okay. Um. Now I'm nervous because we listened to the pronunciation of this name. Casey. Okay, thanks. All right. So here's our toast, everybody. It's a long one, so strap in. <laughs> Courtney Kaufman is toasting to Casey Kretchel. Yep. The – wait, what was her – the open house – Girl. The open house girl. <laughs> on all of her videos, she starts. We were op- trying to watch her videos on
1: Instagram to see if she was Casey or Cassie. Right. But she wouldn't say her name. She said, hey, y'all, it's the open house girl. I love that she was branded. So um she was branded. Well, we had to go back pretty far to find a video where she said her name.
0: <laughs> right. So, so consistently. But Cassie. Casey. No. Casey. Casey. God yeah. bless it. <laughs> Casey is and Courtney are in Eureka, Missouri.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So Courtney says, my toast is for my mentor business partner. Casey. Casey. <laughs> <laughs> After a decade in the healthcare setting, I left to pursue a career in real estate. And the change was terrifying, to mm-hmm. say the least. Mm-hmm. I have now had my license for a little over a year and am so proud of all I have accomplished. My brokerage does not have a mentoring program, but right away... Casey, Cassie, Cassie, who... Casey. Casey? Casey. God God, bless it, I I can't do it. You might need to. Casey, (laughs) I'm so sorry, who also came to real estate from the healthcare field, reached out and invited me to coffee. Hmm. We immediately clicked and she has been an amazing resource, teacher, support system, and source of confidence for me. In addition to all that we are getting ready to launch our very own nonprofit, Keys to Change, That will provide housing and education grants to those in the helping professions, think ancillary healthcare staff, early childhood educators, entry-level teaching, nursing staff, EMTs, etc. That's so cool. That don't meet some of the income requirements for government assistance, but Mm -hmm. still don't really make enough to get ahead and are in extremely high demand jobs. We recently had a weekend getaway to plan out 2023, and I can't wait to see what we accomplish in both real estate and Keys to change. I love that. I introduced her to this podcast and I love being able to discuss our takeaways from each week, each week's episode when we meet Tuesday mornings. I love that. I love that. That's really sweet. So thank you so much to Courtney. Cheers to Casey. Casey. <laughs> cheers everyone. So cheers everyone. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.